0: Namaskara. It's a Saturday. Um, it's a beautiful morning. Got back from a beautiful run as well in lalbagh But um, try as I might I can't get over this corporate hangover from last week and uh, It's become a bit of a pet project on my end to analyze and delve into the modern management philosophy of late, okay? because uh, The Indian economy is still reeling from a lot of uh, policies that the government had put in place last time with GST and demonetization. And a lot of businesses, big and small, are kind of just recovering. They're still recovering. But management philosophies are still being put to test everywhere. So I've just gone back and I'm just trying to read up on stuff. Um, Getting some flashbacks from my MBA days. But... But anyway so uh, amongst those flashbacks what came up a name that popped up recently was uh, Devdutt Patnaik now I don't know if you guys have heard of Devdutt Patnaik uh, or you might have but you probably don't know much about him he is uh, India's answer to Joseph Campbell in many ways primarily he's a mythologist um, and he's a cultural connoisseur when it comes to the Indian worldview I'm a massive fan of Devdutt Patnaik I remember reading uh, the first book I read about him was *The Pregnant King*, and it was it was a very interesting, very interesting story, uh, a small tale hidden in the corners of a vast epic like the Mahabharat. I've also read his *Myth Equal to Mithya, which gives you a very interesting perspective on how um, the Indian worldview helps reconcile so many diverse opinions and different ways of looking at reality. Okay, so it's. It's a great commentary. He's a great comment. Uh, he's great at this kind of a commentary. But uh, one name that I could never really reconcile—I mean, one moniker that he has adopted off late—that I have never been able to reconcile with—is that he is also a management guru. Uh, this got me thinking. I went back. I did a bit of more research into him, and uh, I just discovered so many things that I always loved about him. See, for once, he is. Uh, he's from Bombay he's from Chembur. he's an OLPS guy Um, and you know the thing is he's a well-read man okay he knew exactly what he was getting into even though he's a doctorate he's an MBBS but he knew he always wanted to get into comparative mythology and philosophy and he read up he did his work and he is a well-read man he's a man of ideas something that I admire but at the same time he's a man of this world as well so he's put in like 14-15 years of hardcore corporate uh, life um, he's worked with the biggest pharma companies there is. I think one of them is part of the big five. And uh, he was also employed by the Future Group uh, as a chief belief officer. I did not know all this. I knew that he had written a book called Business Sutra because one of my ex-bosses was a big fan of his and that book was always there at the back. Every time I visited his office, it would be like looking, staring back at me. So I actually started reading a bit of uh, his business ideas, his business philosophy, and what got me interested was he tries to adopt the Indian mythological worldview, and he tries to he, he tries to give a perspective of how business is run in India, okay Now. I came across this uh, video as well while I was doing my research about uh, him in a conference, and there was this journalist being a journalist, you know, asking all the, trying to incite, instigate some political correctness out of him. But what I love about the man is whenever he's pushed into a corner, he bites back. He knows exactly what he's uh, all about. But uh, there were some very interesting questions that she actually posed to him, and it got him, it got him flowing. Okay, into the interview. And there were two things that came up. Okay? Two very interesting ideas that came up. One was his philosophy of management by consequences or like he said it, uh, management by the Hindu worldview of karma. I think he changed as well. He called it management by the Indian worldview of karma okay? or management of consequences. The second one was how equality and diversity are opposites. Yes, equality and diversity are opposites and uh, he also made a point of how whenever he used to go to all these corporates to give his seminars, he would always pose the question do you want equality and everyone was like yeah we want equality, then he asked do you want diversity, they were like yeah we want diversity as well and then he asked him do you realize that these are opposites and uh, that really struck a chord with me, I am not really sure, I agree with it. But I think these two things is what I want to talk about today. Okay, The first is management by consequences, the philosophy of management by consequences or karma the, with the Indian worldview in India, in Indian business today. And the other one is, is equality really opposite to diversity, especially in the context of modern Indian corporates okay, or corporations and business. So let me start with the first one. now. For those of you who do not know, there are multiple management philosophies that have that have been championed since the nineteen fifties and the nineteen forties, especially with the rise of modern corporations and modern capitalism. Okay, one of them is the the big daddy of them all. It's it's modern. Uh, um, it's management by objectives. This is basically philosophy that all offices today follow and management objectives happens to be um, a set pattern where the organization operates as one single organism and there is one objective and each of and and that objective trickles down all the way to the bottom layers and everyone's key performance indicators are set according to that one big goal and objective and this kind of philosophy also permeates into the strategic overview it permeates into the way budgets are created in the company and the way the company eventually runs because in order to achieve that objective or those goals there is a certain management philosophy already in place okay this is any if you if you go to any office chances are the philosophy that is followed is management by objectives now there is another minor offshoot which is management by exception but it is it is a like like it is, it's, it's an exception of sorts and not many offices really follow it. So it's not really that much on display. It's an obscure example. But it's a management philosophy that is very much prevalent in some industries. Now, the other one that is pushed by Devadar Patnaik in his business sutras uh, is management by karma or consequences. And in, bu- business, in in that book, he starts out by laying out a uh, a comparative roadmap between the Western worldview the oriental worldview and the Indian worldview very interesting stuff okay very interesting stuff in that he talks about how management by objectives in the Indian business context is never going to work out mainly because uh, he this is these are his ideas mainly because the Western world or the Western mind is primarily concerned with the idea of the mono the mono What I mean by mono is all the religions that come out of the West, especially the revelatory religions, they are monotheistic. Um, Their business idea is basically to gain a monopoly. So because of this obsession with there's only one way, okay, there's only one way to do business. There's only one way to look at God. There's only one way to look at culture. This is a mono aspect, okay, and this Idea actually trickles into the cultural template, even in the business organizations in the West, and this is where uh, management by objectives comes from. This is the philosophy from where management by objectives comes from. Because of that, the entire organization is expected to work as one organism, and with one single objective in mind. Every one, every every part of that mechanism is Oriented in a certain direction, and because of this, because it is objective set, the way to look at things, the worldview is very objective in nature. Because you you go to all uh, offices today, even in India, the systems, the processes, everything is set in such a way that there is an objective reality that everyone is uh, is knowledgeable about. There's a common knowledge. So, for instance, if there is if there is any data point being discussed in anywhere in the office, you go to any function in that office, everyone will have a single data point. There'll be no, uh, there'll be no conflicting data points. That, that's, that's basically it. That's one of the symptoms of uh, an organization that works by management objectives with that philosophy. So there you have you have the Western mind, which is basically objective-led, uh, reality is objective, there is only one way, there is only one God, there is only one way of doing business. Now juxtapose that with the Indian worldview. Now according to other according to Patnaik and many ways I actually agree with him, the Indian worldview has a very poly way of looking at things, um, our religions are very polytheistic. Our, object, uh, or rea- our realities are subjective in nature, hence there are diverse viewpoints and multiple opinions that spring up. Because of this, what he says is, the management by objectives style of working will not fit into the business context in India. So basically what we need to do is adopt a management by karma, which is the philosophy. Which basically means, even if you have a corporation or you have an an organization and there are multiple moving parts, each of them might have their own subjective view of reality, might have their own subjective way of working. And there are no right or wrong uh, actions. There are just actions that are taken with the best intentions and they have consequences. Alright. And... This kind of a philosophy actually, I think he has, I, I really don't know, I have never really spoken to anyone in the Future Group, but he was the chief belief officer in the Future Group for a long time. And um, I do remember reading an article about the Future Group when Biani came out and he said that the whole philosophy of setting up Big Bazaar was that he wanted to replicate the Indian Bazaar, you know, the Indian Bazaar with its grime, its crowds, Um Loud, uh, you, know, you, know, you know what I'm talking about loud cacophony the atmosphere is very bazaar like there's a buzz in it he wanted to replicate that in a modern uh, template and hence came about Big Bazaar now I know I, I, it's, it's not an accident that, that line of thinking seems to be very Devdutt Patnaik to me and for a long time I think he was a chief belief officer uh, in the future group and he might have actually uh, created the monster that is Big Bazaar right now in Indian business so that's not to say that maybe it doesn't work. My point is you cannot uh, be profit-driven if you think that you will adopt a management by karma or management by consequences kind of a philosophy. It's just not going to work. I'll tell you why. There is no end to intellectualizing uh, worldviews and mythologies. Okay, There is no end to it. But ultimately, if you see, the evolution of the, moderate, uh, the, the modern corporate system can only, be, can only date back to the early 1900s and modern economics really took birth with the Wealth of Nations right? by, uh, which was written by Adam Smith Now, uh, the modern corporates that you see today actually is a very Western template it comes from the West, you can't help it predominantly because big business and big corporations actually took place in the West Okay, so if you look at the early seventeen hundreds, the eighteen hundreds, and the nineteen hundreds, through through those centuries, all the big businesses were centered with certain individuals. That's just how it. That's just uh, how it rolled over there. Whereas in India, big business never really evolved. We had businessmen, but we didn't have big businesses. We what we had was we had some landlords with some amount of resources uh, um, centered in their in their kitty, but we also had a vast bustling uh, network of small and medium enterprises. We had artisans, we had uh, hand, the handicraft industry, the handloom industry, we had m- many small medium enterprises and because of that, because of that in the Indian context business evolved a certain way. So if you if you go back say 150, 200 years around the time when the, Brit- the British arrived and they destroyed our industries, the other Patnaks. Worldview or his philosophy of doing business might have worked his idea of you know management by darshan there is uh, there are too many variables and dynamisms at play that might have worked it doesn't work when big business arrived in india it doesn't work because the ultimate objective of any big business is to derive value value for shareholders value for big ticket stakeholders and that comes only from the bottom line, which is ultimately profit. And you cannot, if, if you want profit, you cannot have subjective realities uh, running amok in different corners of your office. Everyone has to be aligned with the same goal. And I am sorry to say, but I don't agree with other Patnaik. Though, um, though there, is, there is merit in that idea of management by karma... It really isn't relevant in the Indian context today, especially when the Western template has actually taken over the way we do business and that is reflective, that is reflective of the current challenges that the government faces in that they have to revive that old entrepreneurial spirit that is so core to the Indian way of doing business and it has to start at the grassroots level and maybe Devdak Patnak's views can be taken with regard to that particular project but when it comes to big businesses if he is going to be a corporate honcho or a management guru i'm sorry businesses will only suffer in india all right so that is one that is the first idea which he had management by consequences as an offshoot to that i can tell you there's another management style which is management management by consensus and uh, that doesn't work either that really doesn't work either okay the second idea which he had in that same interview and I did some more research about this was he believes that equality and diversity are two opposite ends of the spectrum and uh, again he tied it back with the fact that the whole move for equality again is a very western concept in that because of their mono way of looking at things they do not not adopt heterogeneity they only look for homogeneity alright but in the in, in the Indian context, diversity is celebrated and because of that, we are, we are far more heterogeneous in our approach because of our poly worldview, sure that makes sense, but not again, not in the corporate context, not in the corporate context where he's talking about management because this is, this is a massive debate I've had with many feminists. But in this regard, when it comes to Patnak, I actually have to side with the feminist or the anti-sexist kind of a brigade. Because ultimately, you cannot say equality is opposite to diversity, especially in a controlled environment like a corporate system. Let's face it, guys. I mean, work is a controlled environment. It is not reflective of society. When you walk into that, when you walk into the door and you punch in first thing in the morning, you're part of a system that does not celebrate heterogeneity, it cannot because of the management management by objectives kind of philosophy where everyone has to have an objective reality and you have to comply within, within, certain, uh, with, with a certain, within certain boundaries, you have to comply to that particular objective, hence the codes, the formal systems, your behaviours all have to be aligned a certain way, it does not celebrate heterogeneity beyond a point beyond a point it cannot so again in a controlled environment when you say something like equality is the opposite of diversity I don't agree because in a controlled environment in a formal system that needs everyone to be on the same page equality being a socialized or a corporatized construct is a necessity that does not mean that does not mean it is opposite to diversity which ultimately is a, is a sign of variability in nature, right? You can have diversity by race, you can have diversity by caste, creed, and even biological sex or gender. That is not to say that they cannot be equal within the corporate context. There is a difference. There is a massive difference. So if any of you guys actually come up with these kind of narratives, maybe it would do you well if you could just sit back and think about this line of reasoning. In the societal context, equality and diversity might be opposites, definitely. But within the corporate context, equality and diversity are not opposite ends of the spectrum. I refuse to believe that. And uh, I don't know, I mean, not to say that management by objectives is the best way to go about things. But management, management by karma or management by consequences, where there are subjective realities running around, might make our lives easier hell at the workplaces so yeah i mean that's all that's all i have to say uh, on a weekend i don't want to talk about work beyond this point but i just thought i had to get it off my chest let me know what you guys think in the comments i would love to engage with you guys and do subscribe i'll be coming out with many more videos if you do like what i'm talking about do share it with your friends and family until next time peace